Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. On-field workouts begin Thursday at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here with another report from on the scene in Indianapolis covering the Combine for Big Blue View. Just uh, wanted to wanted to talk about uh, about those workouts. Defensive linemen and linebackers will take to the field on Thursday afternoon for the first set of, of on-field workouts at, at Lucas Oil Stadium. And I know fans get really excited about these workouts. They get excited about the opportunity to see them on television, the handful of fans that are able to come here to Indianapolis and, and get into the stadium and watch those workouts as well. It's exciting for fans. But I have to admit that for me, the workouts are not really an exciting portion of the combine. I attended some of the workouts last year and I found other than the quarterback workouts, which are exciting, you know, simply because it's, it's the top guys, it's the big names, it's the ball being thrown way down the field. Other than, than those workouts, I mean, for me, these workouts are pretty boring. They're, they're just, they're not my favorite part of the combine. I have to admit that even when I'm sitting at home, years that I haven't been here in Indianapolis covering the Combine, I don't spend my time watching Combine workouts on television. That simply doesn't interest me. Guys like, uh, you know, guys for, for Big Blue View, like Chris Flum, like Nick Filato, those guys will, you know, they'll watch the workouts. We'll have all that coverage for you. We'll break down, you know, winners and losers from, from the workouts each day. And you know we'll we'll have all the information, all the all the workout results, everything that you need to to stay in touch with the combine to help get yourself prepared for the 2024 NFL draft and what the Giants might do. Yeah, that's just a personal thing for me. Those workouts are just not my favorite part of of the whole process. You know, for example, I've been here since Monday night. I was here in Indianapolis to cover the uh, the press conference held by General Manager Joe Shane to try to give you guys some analysis, some opinion from that. One of the other things that I really love about being here in Indianapolis is getting to talk to some of these young men, get, even just getting to walk around the room, getting to listen to some of them speak at the podium for a couple minutes here and there. I mean, you can't have an in-depth conversation with these guys, but you do get an opportunity to sort of take the temperature a little bit, get a quick impression of some of these guys, something that you might be able to remember, might be able to use 
if one of these players happens to land with the Giants in the spring. And, uh, you know, one of the guys, for example, for example, I had a, a conversation with on uh, on Wednesday morning, Javon Solomon, edge rusher from Troy, where OCU Manora was a star player back in the day, where Demarcus Ware was a star, a star player in, during his college career. Interesting young man. Um, don't know if he fits the New York Giants. He's he's kind of an undersized edge rusher, 6'2", somewhere between 240 and 250 pounds. Might not be a fit on the edge for a Shane Bowen defense that in Tennessee for the last couple of years has been really, really good against the run, one of the better defenses in the league against the run. But Went to talk to him because of the, the Umanora connection, because of the Giants' need for pass rushers, and found him to be a really engaging interview, really uh, interesting guy to talk to. Did a story on him on, on Wednesday at Big Blue View. Hope you guys have read that. If you haven't, please uh, take the time to go and do that. He's a guy that, that talked about his journey a lot, talked about being overlooked and landing at Troy, which wound up being a great thing for him used the word wholesome a couple times in describing some of his experiences at Troy and 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 leading up to the NFL draft and I found that really interesting because I've never really heard a kid you know leading up to the combine I've never really heard an NFL player or an NFL draft prospect speak about things and describe them as wholesome describe his experiences in college describe his draft process experiences. I've never heard heard a player use the description of wholesome before. So I, I, I thought that was interesting. Thought he was a nice, a nice young man. Did a story on him for Wednesday. And as I said, I hope you guys will read that. On uh, on Thursday, in addition to to the online or to the on-field workouts, the uh Defensive backs and tight ends will be available for for interviews, be available for media interviews in the morning. Uh, my personal plan is probably to focus on the defensive backs. Some interesting guys, a lot of need in that area for the Giants. So we'll uh, we'll see if I can uh, can can kind of take the temperature of some of those guys and bring you uh, some of the uh, the tidbits and some of the information that I'm able to learn on Thursday from from some of these uh, from some of these young men as well. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around: generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder, wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. 
Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. All right, I just wanted to turn to uh, to something interesting that was released by the NFL Players Association on Wednesday. The NFLPA released the results of its second annual player team report cards. These are report cards which have a number of categories in which players are asked to to vote on how they feel about the way that their teams conduct business, about their facilities, about the way that they're treated, um, you know, about their their playing surfaces, uh, all kinds of all kinds of things. And the Giants did pretty well in this survey for the second consecutive year. The overall result is that the Giants are number eight among the 32 NFL teams in terms of really in terms of the satisfaction of their employees in the way that they're treated in the facilities that the Giants have, the nutrition, the locker rooms, the training staff, a a whole wide range of categories. The one thing that came up, of course, that was not satisfactory. Almost every Giants player was not satisfied with the turf at MetLife Stadium. The way that the NFLPA put it is the Giants players almost unanimously dislike the playing surface at MetLife Stadium. And I found that interesting because it 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 was a brand new surface in 2023. And players that I spoke to during the season seemed to like it more than the previous playing surface. And I think that really that may not have been as much of a knock on the actual field core turf system that's in place at MetLife as it really was players simply saying, it doesn't matter what the surface is, we really want grass. NFLPA has said that 92% of its members want grass fields to play on. And I think probably that's what that is is really a protest vote saying doesn't matter what the surface is if it's if it's artificial if it's field turf we don't want it we want grass so and i can't blame the players for that i also can't really blame you know nfl ownership and you know people like like you know john mara and steve tish and and woody johnson you know the co-owner you know, with uh, at MetLife Stadium, you know, owner of the Jets. I can't really blame them for using the artificial surface, for using the field turf, because it's New Jersey. It's it's not fantastic weather. You're 12 months out of the year, very difficult to maintain grass. You've got two teams using that surface. You've got concerts in that venue. You've got a lot of other activities in that venue. So not easy at this point in time to install and maintain grass, but I found that result really interesting. A couple of other notes from that survey. The Giants training staff often criticized, often targeted by Giants fans. Giants training staff received an A-plus from players in terms of how how players are treated, 
how available services are, you know, how, how much attention players get from the training staff. And Ronnie Barnes, longtime Giants trainer, Hall of Fame trainer, received, I think, 96%, you know, favorable rating, I think was the second highest rated individual voted on in any of the categories in uh, in this report card. Another interesting note was that uh, that Brian Dable got an A minus from the players. And that vote was not based on wins and losses. That vote was not based on game management, wasn't based on scheme, it wasn't based on strategy. Players were asked to vote on two things when it comes to their coaches. They were asked to vote on how well coaches managed players' time. And that is something that Brian Dable paid a lot of attention to the last couple of years, trying to uh, to limit you know players' time in the facility, letting them come in a little bit later sometimes instead of you know, coming in at 6 30, 7 o'clock in the morning. Maybe the Giants would come in a little bit later sometimes. Um, not spending more time at the facility than than was necessary, not wasting time during the day. Those kinds of things, you know, fit into that category. The other thing is willingness to listen and willingness to to use player input, player ideas. And that is something that the players have always lauded Dable for. Those are the two categories that were mentioned, that were voted on in uh, in that survey. And Dable scored really well there. So we know all about the the reports about his volatility and his his temper during games and and questions about his game management and his treatment of coach of assistant coaches and all of that. But players like the way that he treats them. Final thing I wanted to mention, Mel Kuyper came out on Wednesday with his second mock draft of this cycle. Kuyper chose Washington wide receiver Rome Odunze for the Giants at number six. And the most interesting thing about that, for me, all three quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, Drake May, off the board at that point, Kuyper chose Odunze over LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors. Most people, at least in the mock draft community, most people seem to favor Neighbors, the, the explosive, fast wide receiver out of LSU. There is a minority that, that supports Odunze as the second best wide receiver in the class. And, and I can see both sides of the argument. I tend to think personally, I know I'm in the minority, but I tend to, to favor Odunze myself. I think that Odunze has a higher floor. He may not have quite as high a ceiling as neighbors, but when I look at Odunze, I'm more sure of what I'm going to get with Odunze than I am with neighbors. And, and if you get the best of neighbors, if neighbors hits, if he's if he's what 
what a lot of scouts think he could be. He's going to be a fantastic NFL player. I'm just more sure of what I see when I watch Odunze. I, I watch really crisp route running. I watch a guy who always catches the football. I watch a guy who can make contested catches, which is something that, that the Giants really need. A guy in the red zone, a guy on, on third down, who you can throw the ball to, who can make a play for you, even when he technically might not be open. I don't know if Romo Dunze is going to be Brian Dable's cup of tea. Obviously, Dable has, has always said that what he likes in receivers is guys who can get open, guys who can separate, guys who can make yards after catch. I don't know that separation is Romo Dunze's game. I just know that when I watch Odunze, I really like what I see, and uh, and I feel more comfortable with Odunze that I know what I'm going to get. Anyway, Giants fans, that's enough for uh, for this edition of the Valentine's Views podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio Network. Always appreciate the support. We'll be uh, I'll be here in Indianapolis all day Thursday, part of the day on Friday. Uh, you know, Chris Flum and Nick Filato will continue to have coverage of the combine for you guys as well as as we get into the workout portion. So please stick with Big Blue View for all of your combine needs, all of your Giants coverage. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts.